Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You worked for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, done a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Richie V, you're on the air with the nation. The nation. This is America with your host, Rich Valdez. What's up, New York City? What's up, America? I am Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S, and we are here 17 blocks away from Madison Square Garden. In Midtown, New York City. So check it out. We got big tech, big media, big business, all of them suffering from systemic Marxism. And that's a hat tip to my buddy Jimmy from Brooklyn. Plus, Biden's lost 20 million vaccines and the vaccines, just like the virus, are racist. I want to give you our phone number so you have an opportunity to join this conversation. Our telephone number is one 800 848 9222 1-800-848-WABC. So check it out. Earlier today, you know, I'm scrolling through Twitter. That's what I do. That's how I do. And what do I see? Well, I see NTD News is broadcasting live from Zuccotti Park. Now, remember back in the days we had the Occupy Wall Street movement. Well, this was reoccupy Wall Street, uh, a charge that was led by uh, Gavin Wax and the uh, New York Young Republican Club. The great Curtis Sliwa was there as well. And they had a lot of things to say, and we're going to play some audio from that in a second. But I want to just mention the headline here because there was a headline in the New York Post just a little while ago. GOP protesters reoccupy Wall Street over GameStop stock controversy. Now, all week long, you've been hearing about GameStop. So I'm not going to talk about GameStop and all of that at length. I'm going to talk about it in a couple of little spurts and bring out the people that are involved in what's going on in this pushback. But I think it's fascinating to see what happened with with uh, what the people that led the charge on Reddit, the social networking site that brought people to the fold, and how they're affecting other um Investments. For example, everybody that has silver, if you've got some investments in silver, right now you're making some cashola. Why? Because people are unable to buy it because of the demand that was just created. But let's uh, swing to the audio we've got. We got Curtis Sliwa was out there this morning hitting hard at Zuccotti Park. And he's no stranger to Zuccotti Park because, again, Curtis Sliwa was live on the ground back in the days, Occupy Wall Street. He knew all about that. He had it on his show all the time. And he was there today letting people know why he is, A, one of the top contenders for mayor here in New York City, and, B, why we can't allow big anything, whether it's big tech, big media, or big business, to bully and push the American people around and not let us get a piece of the pie. Listen to this. What did they say in 2008, remember, about the whales on Wall Street? They're too big to fail. That's right. Remember that? They were too big to fail. So we, the average people, had to bail them out. Now that the hedge fund monsters have been caught, 
in this situation where they don't want a level playing field. They shut down all trading. They shut down all social networking. They say that the people who invested their money, oh, it was all stimulus money, while they were sitting at home eating their lace potato chips and Oreos growing barnacles, right, growing barnacles on their backside. Well, guess what? They're being protected because it's thought they're too big to fail. Guess what? They need to fail. There needs to be fiscal pain compliance because that is the only language that they understand. You lose your money like we lost our tax dollars in 2008, like investors because you short the stock, like Goldmine Sachs sells you a portfolio, then comes back, shorts the stock, and runs away with all the moolah schmoolah. A double oofa to all of you. That's a double oofa from the great. This is Curtis Lieber. Now, Curtis Lieber, of course, he is, uh, he's an OG in this game and he's out there telling people what's going on. And, and I think he's 100% right. And again, according to the post, you had dozens of people that were out there today with the, uh, the YRs, the Young Republican Club. They, uh, led the charge with this. And of course, the reoccupy Wall Street protesters, they were ripping these big money investors as despicable. Uh, here's one quote from uh, our guy, Gavin Wax, and I think we might have Gavin joining the show in a little bit, that there's some blatant corruption going on in the buildings around us and in Greenwich, Connecticut, or wherever the hell they are. And that's Gavin Wax talking to about a group of 50 people saying that there's two standards, two rules for thee and not for me. And, and that's, you know, just not to get too far off of this, but that's actually the case with everything that we see, right? This is why people push back on me when I say that we have a political ruling class. But that's not so important. What happens is, is I don't care what you want to call it. I'll call it the political ruling class. Other people want to call it the the big, the deep state, the bureaucracy. Everybody that's in on this gig is making a lot of money. They've got a lot of power and they call the shots. So I think it's fair to say that we have a ruling class. And that's what he's saying. And this is... The same exact thing we see with Kevin Kleinsmith. And again, I don't want to jump all over the place with topics, but Kevin Kleinsmith is the uh, Department of Justice FBI attorney that falsified documents so that they could get a FISA warrant to spy on the Trump campaign associate, Carter Page. Is that okay? No, of course not. So they arrested him. They indicted him. One person in something that was massively um, deep, not to be uh, punny with the deep state term. One person gets arrested, and guess what happens to this one guy? Now they're saying he's going to get an ankle bracelet. He's not going to jail. People are saying that's not justice. People that are saying that, you know, hey, when, when stocks are going up, I want to be able to buy the, the stock that's going up. They're saying, hey, that's, that's not fair either. So, yeah, we do have different levels of justice in life. And this has always been the case, the haves and the have-nots. The ruling class is the ruling class. But I want you to hear what Gavin Wax was uh, saying to the crowd before we bring him in a little bit. Check this out. I would love to see them bail out the small pizzerias, the restaurants, the bars. No one cares about them. These guys are committing suicide. They've lost everything. They've lost their homes. They've lost the the ability to support their families. All right, you're the hedge fund guy. You lost some money. All right, sell your second home on the South Fork. Sell your Hamptons place. Stop going on your vacations. You guys have enough to fall back on. What about the little guy? We've seen the biggest rise in poverty and unemployment and business closures in a century. And we're supposed to shed tears for these guys because they lost a bet? 
give me a break. They lost their bet. They're idiots. They should have done better. That's what they tell us. When the little guy gets screwed, oh, too bad, try harder, pull it up by the bootstraps in their rigged game, in their rigged system. They have all these financial instruments, these financial securities that allow them to make money the way no one else can make money. The way nobody else knows how to make money. Listen, I mean, I'm not going to be mad. I want to make money the way nobody else knows how to make money. These guys are making more money than everybody. But he's got a point. And so did Curtis. And so does everybody else that's looking at this. Everybody realizes that there's a group of people that, that get all of the action. And then there's the rest of us that, you know, follow that group and go, oh, that's where these guys are getting the action. Let me, let me follow these guys. And it's been going on forever. People used to criticize, um, Raytheon, Northrop Grumman. Um, what's the other big defense contractor? Anyway. People were very critical of these companies as I think of it. It will come to mind and saying, you know, oh, it's unfair. It's this. It's that plus the energy producers, Lockheed Martin. And and I think to myself, just buy their stock if you know that's going to go up because, you know, we're headed towards some sort of turmoil. And I think that's how people have to be. So this is what happened. These guys were betting against these companies and then the little guy came in and said, I'm going to bet on these companies. I'm betting on the little guy and we're going to make some money. All right. With that being said, let's hit the phones real quick. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-WABC. Let's go to Scott in Florida. Scott, what's up? You're on with Rich Valdez. Good afternoon, Mr. Valdez. How are you? I'm doing great. What's on your mind? Uh, just before I saw, maybe you were thinking of Boeing or United Technologies. Those are other giants. No, one more. The one chain he was on the board of. Uh, Halliburton. There we go. Gold star for me. Anyway, what's up, Scott? What? Anyway, uh, I, I, I sympathize with these uh, traders, uh, day traders from Reddit, GameStop, and AMC on Robinhood. Look, they have screwed, when I mean they, big boys on Wall Street have screwed Main Street for decades and decades. Now when it's done to them, they don't like how the game is played. Look, uh, you remember when Lehman Brothers went under, don't you? Yeah, Scott, I'm losing you a little bit, but you're right. Yeah, Lehman Brothers went under, and a lot of people were saying, like Curtis said, they were too big to fail. And you're right. These guys, you have all these big uh, hedge funds that are, you know, again, betting against the little guy. And they lost their shirts and everybody's crying now. They're crying. They're like, hey, hold on. Let me call my uncle Joe El Baboso Biden and see if Joe El Baboso Biden will give me a bailout to see if he could hook a brother up. And I think, listen, shame on them if they get any assistance from this administration because it's clear as day what's going on. You know, and this is interesting because so much of everything is – coming to light right now because of big tech and big media. <laughs> if you know, we wouldn't know how nefarious Twitter was if it wasn't for everything that's happening. We wouldn't know what's going on with these hedge funds if if it wasn't that they were exposed on Reddit. So it's they are being undone by their very own existence, which I happen to love because it's a taste of their own medicine. You use the system to destroy the system. Anyway, keep it locked right here. I'm Rich Valdez. Up next, we've got Gavin Wax calling in live. Talk Radio 77, WABC. He's brown, he's bald, and he's breaking it down. This is America with Rich Valdez. 
All right, America, welcome back. Welcome back, New York City. Rich Valdez, this is America. Our telephone number is 1-800-848-WABC. This is a special live edition of This is America right here from the world-famous Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we're following up on what's going on this morning. What happened this morning, Curtis Sliwa was there with the people at Zuccotti Park as they did the, quote, reoccupy Wall Street uh, protest gathering rally led by Gavin Wax from the New York City Young Republican Club. And I want to get Gavin Gavin Wax's reaction to the following from former SEC Commissioner Unger. Check this out. It really puts a lot of um, question about the integrity of the market, right? And it really kind of everybody's scratching their heads over this. What what should happen? What what is the right thing to do to control this or stop this? Not unlike what we saw on January 6th at the Capitol, right? If you don't have the police in there at the right time, things go a little crazy. And that's kind of feels like what's happening with this much different, much lesser degree. It's financial harm, not personal bodily harm. But but certainly that's the same kind of, you know, platform created frenzy um, that that people are operating under. And these are these are very trying times. Yep, that's uh, Unger there stuttering her way, stammering through that statement, literally saying that going on Reddit and talking about stocks and about Robin Hood and about everything that's going on is similar to storming the Capitol. You know what? These are the people that once led our nation. And I got to say, man, we need better people. We need better leaders. And one of those leaders is the leader of the Young Republican Club here in New York City, Gavin Wax. Welcome to This is America. Thank you, Rich. Thank you for having me. My man. So talk to me, brother. We played an audio clip of you and Curtis uh, a little earlier, you know, tearing things up at Zuccotti Park. Uh, what? How do you react to former uh, SEC Commissioner Unger saying that what happened on Reddit is like storming the Capitol? I mean, it's typical rhetoric coming from, uh, you know, an establishment, corporatist shill. Uh, what we saw with the Reddit investors and what happened with GameStop and the markets was a beautiful thing. Uh, it was uh, people finally taking a stand and, and pushing back against uh, the hedge funds who have been running wild for years. And what did they do? They did a short squeeze, which is a legitimate response to overshorting a stock 50 percent above float. You know, the hedge funds made a risky bet. Uh, they were incompetent. They weren't paying attention to what Reddit was talking about. They weren't paying attention uh, to the retail side of the investing world. And now they lost big. So that's their fault. That's the market. Uh, you win some, you lose some. They're trying to vilify the little guy because uh, these little guys, they made a ton of money. They bought this thing at five, then it was 400. You know, now they have houses. Now they paid their student debt. They paid their medical bills. They got their parents at house. I mean, it's a beautiful thing. Some of them donated to St. Jude. Uh, so it, it's it's very disgusting to see uh, these 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 quote-unquote leaders and financial experts uh, across the board just attack the little guy and defend the hedge funds. It's a, it's a really messed up situation. So Gavin Wax, you know, once I was once the little guy, you know, born in Brooklyn, moved to Jersey. I, bo- I was born and grew up in a very, very poor family. And we um, we didn't have much, honestly, don't have that much today either, other than this fantastic radio program. But uh, all that aside, there are so many people that are the little guy. And, you know, back then it was Democrats are for the poor, Republicans are for the rich. Yet it seems to me that the Republican Party and conservatives in particular are the people that are out there front and center fighting for not only the working uh, Americans that are out there every day on their grind, on their hustle, but for those that are on the come up trying to make it as Americans. It's not the Democrats that are looking out for the little guy. The Democrats are looking out for big business. Or am I wrong? 
No, you're 100% right. There's been a switch in the parties and this populist, working class, multiracial coalition that really backed Trump uh, is the new face of the party. I mean, this is the future. This is the kind of coalition that's going to make gains in many states and many cities. Uh, and it's a beautiful thing. And what we're seeing now is we're seeing that the uh, the establishment Dems and the establishment Republicans are really the uni party. And they're just uh, circling the wagon uh, to protect their financial interests, to protect themselves. And, uh, you know, they're going to do whatever they can to really squash out anyone, uh, whether it's these Reddit investors or whoever, blue collar workers on the Keystone pipeline, they're going to try to screw everyone over. And it's uh, it's a disgusting sort of sham. But you said it right. I mean, there's been a, a huge change in the body politic in this country, and I think for the better. So, Gavin Wax, you're sitting at home, you know, reading, um, I don't know, maybe uh, John Locke, and you think to yourself, hmm, I want to do a reoccupy Wall Street rally at Zuccotti Park. How does that work out? How did it come about? Well, I pretty cold i'll tell you that much my feet are still freezing but uh you know this came about it was about a 72 hour turnaround you know we we, we got the word out uh we had over 100 people show up and you know the freezing cold uh for about two and a half hours uh, for speeches and everything else uh and it was a great thing and we were able to let our voices be heard uh we were able to keep attention on this and keep the focus on this and uh you know it, it, it if we had more time we had more resources it could have been even better but i i think it was it was great from a marketing perspective it was great from taking you know the historical angle of what zuccotti park is and uh you know bring more attention and spotlight to it there was certainly some irony there was certainly a little bit of trolling but it worked out for the best and it, honestly that's the part that i love the irony and the trolling <laughs> that was <laughs> exactly. i absolutely love it listen I, I love to stick it to them as much as anybody else but when you do it that way right when you say you know what, we're going to reoccupy wall street because now look at that it's the wall street fat cats you know we're i think we're really trending you know let's get real um i guess um big picture here we're really trending in a way where people both left and right i mean this is honestly something where i could see and aoc really uh jumping in saying i agree i agree with gavin wax and rich valdez because of uh, the rhetoric that she spewed in the past she'd have to live up to it if she really believed it and and I think well, we're going to yeah. see more of that as more Americans, you know, look at this and go, you know what? Yeah, we're all getting screwed outside of politics. It's the ruling class versus we the people. Agreed. And I would hope that, you know, some people on the left, some populist leftists would uh, meet us in the middle. I mean, we did we did have a lot of that today. There was a lot of uh, people across the aisle. It really was a bipartisan event. I was talking to people from the DSA. I was talking to people from all uh, different you know political backgrounds. And there was a lot of people that were angry. Uh, this is a red meat issue and everyone should really jump on this bandwagon because it's uh, it's a winning issue for everyone. And the only thing I have my issue with AOC and a few of these other people, like uh, particularly uh, Warren, is that a lot of them are controlled opposition. I mean, a lot of them are just, you know, they talk the talk, but the second they have an opportunity here for unity and to really push home this issue, what do they do? They go on, you know, racial diatribes against Senator Cruz or or with Warren issuing her press release uh, trying to vilify the Redditors for, for volatility in the market. I mean, who cares about the volatility market? That, that's the market. That, that's the right. name of the game. Prices go up. Prices go down. Who cares? That's that's what they do. That's that's the daily, that's the daily uh, you know, the daily trends of the market. So I think a lot of them are a bit are being exposed, but I would hope hope that some of the, the regular people could come on board and, and understand what we're trying to do here. Yeah. Now, with respect to people that, you know, like you said, there were people from um, the other side of the spectrum, the political spectrum that joined you today. What my question is, were any of your friends from Antifa there? <laughs> uh, yes, uh, there was definitely some people. But, you know, when we have the crowd on our side, they're not going to really make a big stink. I think they were more observing. 
um, just because they were confused. And I don't think they wanted to go on record as opposing us because that would be really ridiculous. But they just kind of, I think at best they were confused and at worst they were trying to delegitimize the whole thing. I mean, these guys, they're so caught up in wokeism and, uh, you know, this religion of woke that uh, they can't even, you know, find pragmatic middle grounds or solutions. They're just trying to vilify us whenever they can. And, uh, you know, they're talking about, you know, the semantics of things. They're saying we're, we're misappropriating, you know, their left-wing culture. I mean, it's a, it's a joke. I mean, you know, they, they have to get real. And, and the reality is a lot of these left-wing types, these, these are the kids, these are trust fund kids. These are kids who didn't grow up poor, who didn't grow up working class. They grew up on a cul-de-sac. They went to a liberal arts school, 100K a year, NYU, whatever they went, and their parents pay for everything. Because everyone I know who's worked a job, and I'm, I'm talking like a really crappy job, the kind of job that gives you calluses on your hands or, you know, aches in your back. All those people I know, they, they love Trump. They love, you know, more middle of the road, kind of working class conservative politics. And they're all on board with this thing. It's these crazy lefties that are really the children of the rich. Uh, and they're just virtue signaling and projecting their own sins. So that's really the dichotomy we're facing. Yeah. You know, the New York Times calls them uh, silver spoon socialists. And I think what's interesting, because it's the new, like you're talking about, this is old money. And this old money, yeah. when it was new money, they were the people that were the capitalists. Right? They, they, they were building right. America and, you know, building uh, all sorts of things. And all of a sudden now it's like, you know, a few generations go by and everybody's like, hey, we hate the, the, the fact and the reason why we even have money to begin with. Now, I guess my final question for you, because I find it interesting. And A, I applaud you guys for doing what you're doing. Uh, big supporter thank you, thank here. You. But I, I wonder – was part of the audience or people that were there to support, were, were there major conservative think tanks there? Were there big libertarian organizations there to have your back? No, I mean, the, the, the Beltway types and the institutional types, you know, they're never going to support this kind of rowdy grassroots activism. I mean, they kind of stick their noses up at us. I mean, the fact mm-hmm. is, is we were there actually promoting real free markets. I yep. mean, because everything that happened uh, as far as what Wall Street Bets did was the free market. I mean, the, the short squeeze is a legitimate market reaction, and they did nothing wrong. Um, but then you got these guys on CNBC or wherever, and they're going to, you know, they're going to say that this is manipulation, this is fraud. They're going to do whatever they can to, to delegitimize it. But it is sad that a lot of these think tanks with their massive budgets aren't really supporting. Uh, groups like ours or people like us, you know, they're, they're just trying to write white papers in D.C. They're just trying to, you know, you know, circle the wagon in terms of whatever they're trying to publish in, in the major papers. But they're not really trying to actually effectuate any real change or bring any real attention to real issues that are facing regular people. And that's the problem. And that's that's something that kind of Trump went up against. Yeah. You know, listen, bro, I'm going to tell you this. I think uh, big kudos to you. I'm probably about to two decades older than you, and it should be. You don't look it, though. (laughs) Thank you, brother. But it legitimately should be those guys. Those guys should be out there when it's time to throw down and say, you know what, we're stepping up for we the people. Here we are. Bring it. It Yeah, the YRs should be there. But I'm I'm incredibly impressed that the YRs are the front line, not just on the front line like they have historically been. That you guys are leading the charge. So, you know, kudos to you and the organization. Honestly, what you're doing is on behalf of America, um, on behalf of my children and their children, we have you to thank and you and many others like you that, you know, like me when I was younger, we're doing this stuff. This is what has to be done. People have to get in the face of the problem and confront the problem and bring it to them and infiltrate the media and infiltrate the government. And I don't mean like what happened in the Capitol. I mean, get a job in the government, get a job in the media, take over, start a corporation, do what you got to do, but be the media, be the government, be in it like you guys are, be in the mix because that's how you bring about change. And that's how you honestly have a dialogue with the other side and you can move things forward. It's the only way, in my opinion. 
Well, that's how the left does it, and they're winning. I mean, they're, they're, they run circles around us most of the time, so we got to start, you know, we have to mimic some of their tactics because they know what they're doing, and they're ruthless, and they can work. But I appreciate all the kind words, man. I really do. You know what, Gavin? I always tell my kids, if somebody punches you in the face, please don't stop and ask them, why would you punch me in the face? Punch them back twice. <laughs> Brother, thank you there for you joining the show. That. I appreciate you. Let everybody know where they can get at you. Uh, yeah, thanks, man, and God bless. And you guys could all follow me at Gavin Wax, G-A-V-I-N-W-A-X. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, the whole shebang. So I really appreciate it. Yeah, and the website for the club? Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Right now, Amazon is offering some amazing extra perks that come with a job offer. If you start a warehouse job, you can get a $1,000 sign-on bonus. That means you start earning a paycheck right away, plus you get extra cash to use before the holidays. Applying is so easy, you don't even need an interview. It's never been so rewarding to start an hourly job that's close to home. So what are you waiting for? To join the team today, visit Amazon.com slash sign-on bonus. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Uh, NYYRC.com. If you're in the metro area, North Jersey, Long Island, wherever, you could still join. We're happy to have you. We're going to have a bunch of events coming up uh, real soon. All right. Gavin Wax, everybody. Keep it locked right there. I'm Rich Valdez. When we come back, your calls and more. This is America. This is America. He's making podcasting great again. This is America with Rich Valdez. What's up, New York City? What's up, America? Welcome back. Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S on all the social media. Our telephone number, if you want to join this conversation, 800-848-9222, 1-800-848-WABC. And Joe Biden has lost 20 million coronavirus vaccines. And we're going to get to that in a second. But like I told you before, the vaccine, just like the virus, is being called racist. But first, we're going to wrap up this weekend with the chairman of the board and the vice chairman. It's Ramsey Mazda, Sunday night with Sinatra. And Joe Piscopo is your host. Two hours of Sinatra, music and stories from 8 to 10 p.m. That's right after Lydia Serrani coming up tonight. This weekend's special guest is the legendary actor Robert Wagner. Holy smack, Robert Wagner. Who does number two work for? <laughs> That's so cool. All right. Anyway, Ramsey Mazda Sunday with Sinatra live on 77 WABC. Love Robert Wagner. Big shout out to Robert Wagner, Joe Piscopo, and RIP to Sinatra, the legend. Now, I want to get to some of your calls, but I just want to throw this little idea out there. The um, the idea that the Biden administration is unaware of the location of 20 million COVID-19 vaccines to me is not just a little concerning, but it's... It's straight up wrong. But Biden has insisted that the vaccine program left by the Trump administration is in the worst shape we anticipated or expected. Yeah, I try to work on my Biden impersonation. You kind of got to get a little bit of a gurgle in the back of your throat to sound a little bit weak because he's a weak, feeble sounding man. Yeah, you know, it's like a Joe Biden. It's almost like he's old, like an old mobster, but not so much. And anyway, uh, the Biden administration isn't sure about the location of 20 million doses of the coronavirus vaccine that have been sent out to the state. 
States, and they're trying to find them. <laughs> so anyway, we're going to get to that in a minute. But I want to go to your calls because I want your response to everything that we've talked about, plus the idea that is being reported now is that there is racial disparity revealed in the New York City COVID-19 vaccination distribution. And basically the information that they're you know, according to Mayor de Blasio, the information that we have shows a clear disparity. 48% of the people receiving the vaccine are white. So we have a white supremacist vaccine on our hands here in New York City. Thank you, Mayor de Blasio, for that. But let's get to your calls, 800-848-9222. And um, let's see. Somebody here wanted to talk about the vaccine, right? Or about this uh, Gavin Wax thing. Help me out here. Anybody? Anybody? Let's go to Bob in Brooklyn. Bob, what's on your mind? Well, you'd mentioned gambling before. And hedge fund guys are nothing but gamblers. But the low-level gamblers that we might know, guys that do the racetracks, casinos, they're not subsidized. But the hedge fund guys are subsidized by the government because they, they, I think they only pay 20% capital gains tax. So yeah. Well, thank you, you so much. I appreciate your call. I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't mention gambling. I thought you were going to get to a point that was related to what we were talking about. Maybe Gavin was talking about the gambling on the uh, market. But anyway. What uh, I wanted to talk about really was, you know, what we were talking about with with respect to what happened with GameStop, what happened with the the, the Reddit people taken to the, to the markets and how, you know, th- if this continues, you know, wh- what do we expect? Are we headed for the best economic days ever or are we headed for another market crash? I don't know. Let's go to Wayne in New Jersey. Wayne, what's on your mind, brother? Great show, Rich. Uh, Thank you. Uh, here's the game that's being played in 2008. It was the taxpayers that bailed out the big boys on Wall Street. Now that the uh, stockbrokers and the bankers are facing problems again, guess who's going to bail them out this time? Oh, it's not going to be the taxpayer. It's going to be the depositors and the pensioners and the uh, 401ks. And guess where, where that came from? Remember Cyprus? Two or three or four years ago? Sure. They it, crashed. It's going to be us. Yep. The little guys. Yep. Happened to Iceland, go. Greece. It, it, Italy's been on the, uh, the brink of collapse. I mean, this has happened often. You're right. This is exactly what happens. That's why they, they that, that was the argument they made in America was that we are too big to fail, too big to fail. And, and, you know, honestly, back then I was a little bit more ballsy as a younger guy and I thought to myself, ah, let them all fail. You know, forget AIG. Who cares? Uh, I don't know that I would have changed my position on that, but I think I would have been more thoughtful in it. And I think you, you raise a, a really good point that we, the people, are going to be the ones that end up paying for this. And it's interesting how the media just always wants to shut us up and only tell one side of the story. But let's go to Mike in North Haleden. Mike, what's going on? Yep, and another beautiful day somewhere. How are you doing, Rich? Thank you, brother. How, how are you, you feeling? Well, you know, it's good. Uh I love what you're saying. I'm happy that they, the little man was able to get the big man. It just sucks that they're trying to crush, you know, all of us again. And, you know, as far as the the global media stuff, Twitter, everyone's always mentioning Twitter, but they forget to mention Facebook because it wasn't too long ago. Zuckerberg tried to create his own currency. Yeah, if you right. recall that? <laughs> yeah, I remember. And suddenly the government was concerned and stepped in and told him no. So now... I mean, they were the first ones to shut down the president's press secretary's voice without even giving warnings and all that. So they truly have to be put on the same page. 
Yeah, no, I think it's a it's a good point that you raise. I do appreciate it. And this is what we see over and over, time and again, from every angle. People want to continue to silence people's voices. But I think I mentioned it earlier, and um, I don't like to repeat myself much, but I think it's it's a point that should be echoed, is that it's they themselves that have put themselves on blast. It's they themselves through this massive interconnectivity that we have, that now we have Facebook, that we have Twitter, we have all of these things, YouTube and Rumble and uh, Parler, which I think is making a comeback very, very soon. So you have all these new platforms where you can have speech and, and it's not censored and people are learning the truth. And when they tell you, hey, this is really this and you're like, nah, that's I see it. I can see right through you. It's not really that. It's, it's the other thing. When people can see what's actually happening. They become a lot more hip to what's going on, and this is going to slow down the radicalization that people are going through. So, you know, right now they try to say that the Trumpers are radicals and they tried to take over the Capitol and overthrow the government, and that couldn't be further from the truth. They were complaining against people that are radicals taking over the government, but that's how they spin the story. And that's why I opened the program talking about radical Marxism and systemic Marxism, and that's in effect really what it is, and we see it at so many levels. Let's go to Jimmy in Brooklyn. Jimmy, what's up, brother? Yeah, I like what you're saying. I like what Curtis said. You know, Clinton and Obama left the White House as multimillionaires. When Trump left, he had lost a lot of money. Trump was really the workers' president, the people's president. This Wall Street get scandal, this is not capitalism, this is corruption. So if DSA comes out in support of what we're complaining about Wall Street, the DSA is doing it because they want to topple capitalism. We're not against capitalism, we're against corruption. There's a big, big difference, and I just hope more people wake up. You know, in the recent past, business leaders totally screwed up, they made terrible decisions, and the people that made the terrible decisions and collapsed their companies got bonuses. And when you say, why did they get bonuses, the owner said, if we didn't give them bonuses, they would have left. So you get bonuses when you screw up. Those people should have been fired or put in prison. Instead, they get bonuses so they don't leave. You should want them to leave. Isn't that how the ruling class works, Jimmy? You you mess up and, and they give you more money. Every country has a deep state and ruling class. These people at the top, they work with Russia, China. None of these countries at the leadership level really care about the masses under them. This is why we, we, the people, really love Trump, because he got it. He tried to stop the big guys at the top from screwing us. He was a rich guy on our side. That's very rare. You're right. Thank you, Jimmy, for your call. We appreciate it, Jimmy, from Brooklyn. Always an encyclopedia of knowledge in the anti-communist movement. Jimmy from Brooklyn, been an OG in this game for a long time. Let's go to one more call before we uh, move on to the next topic. LQ in the Bronx. What's on your mind, brother? Uh, yes. Um, good afternoon, Mr. Valdez. How are you, sir? Bless you. God bless. Uh, fine. Uh, but, um, uh, Governor... Uh, it, it seems to be between the Attorney General uh, Letitia James and um, Governor Cuomo that is like a sweetheart deal that I believe that um, she she wants to uh, run for governor. Hello. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it and, seems um, that way. It does seem that way. It seems like Letitia James is taking cheap shots because you know what Cuomo may have indicated he doesn't want to run again. He's he's done with being the king of New York and he may want to move on. And I, I agree. She also is being a politician. She's, you know, how could anybody say, hey, Miss James, you're the chief law enforcement officer of the state of New York. What are you going to do about the massive carnage that occurred during coronavirus? She's 
She's going to have to say, well, I did this great report. Look at this. And my report says that uh, 50% of the carnage wasn't even reported as nursing home deaths. How about that? So I, I, I agree with you. And we talked about that earlier in the week on my show, Shameless Plug, on WLIR, Talk Radio 1071, the sister station, the FM signal of Talk Radio 77, WABC, every day, Monday through Friday, 11 to noon. And we got down to that because I thought it was an outrage. It really is outrageous that a report comes out from the attorney general saying that Cuomo and his team underreported, not by 10% or 20%, but by 50% of the deaths that occurred in nursing homes. To me, that's something, I mean, at, at minimum, you should lose your job. At maximum, you should go to jail for that kind of gross incompetence, negligence. But here, you get a report. You get a report. You get a few articles. You get a guy like me on the radio says a few things. I'll say it two weeks in a row. By the third week, some other idiot will say something stupid, and I'll talk bad about them, and that's it. And that's why we don't have any justice because they know exactly how this thing works. That's why we get guys like Gavin Wax and Curtis Lee when we get guys that are out there and bring the noise right to them. Anyway, I'm going to keep bringing my noise right here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. I'm going to get to the rest of your calls, 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. More on what's going on with Biden. Plus, what's going to happen with this uh, sham impeachment of the president? And uh, did you hear what Anna Navarro said? Keep it locked right there. I'm Rich Valdez. This is America. Para Inglés, o primo número dos. Para Rich Valdez. Y esto es America. Ahora. Welcome back, New York City, everybody in America listening on WABCRadio.com. And listen, if you're listening to this and you're not subscribed to This Is America with Rich Valdez, man, I am not your friend. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But you should subscribe. Definitely uh, hook it up because we rely on the listeners to give us feedback. I check the reviews all the time. And if there's a tweak that we need to make or topics you want us to address, we do that. So make sure you follow me on social media. Let me know what's on your mind and what you want to talk about. And of course, give us a call right here. 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. Now, Andrew Yang, Andrew Yang, the Yangster, I think is what I'm going to call him. Not a gangster. He's a Yangster. The Yangster requires non-disclosure agreements from his campaign volunteers even though he's pushed back against contracts like that in the past. And he's a mayor for New York now, and he's making them sign these non-disclosure agreements, NDAs, because he feels that, well, you know, if something goes down in the campaign and he doesn't want you to know about it, he doesn't want them to be able to talk about it. So if there's sexual harassment in the Andrew Yang campaign, he wants you to be quiet. Does that sound like the kind of guy you want running for mayor? I don't know. That don't sound good to me. But before running for mayor, Yang was among a half dozen 2020 presidential uh, contenders who made a commitment to, quote, lift our voices. That's an advocacy group that pushes for an end to NDAs in business and politics because they're often used to suppress allegations of wrongdoing. Nonetheless, Yang's mayoral campaign requires volunteers to sign conduct and confidentiality affirmations, also known as NDAs, before they can work there. The 11-point contract is, and is uh, was given to the Daily News. This is from the Daily News by Chris Summerfield and Michael Gartland. The 11-point contract, which was obtained by them, has promises where they won't disclose and otherwise misappropriate any confidential information, blah, 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 blah. And a footnote of the document sweepingly defines confidential as any non-public information that pertains to the Yang campaign. So anyway, 
Uh, I thought that was pretty rich and pretty interesting. Now, speaking of uh, Yang and people running for New York, and again, you know, he had that big bodega controversy a couple of weeks ago, and he's back at it. I mean, I think this is a this guy has become an expert in crash and burn politics. You know, it makes you think, why don't you just go back to Silicon Valley and make some more money over there? Because he seemed to be good at that. He was good at being an entrepreneur. Be, be, he was good at being a uh, inventor, whatever it was he was doing. But here, it seems... Not so much. Now, speaking of women filing these claims, on a separate note with women, Governor Phil Murphy, Phil Murphy, the governor of my home state of New Jersey, has ordered an investigation into women's prisons following suspensions at 31 correctional, um, well, 31 corrections officers at a women's prison. I got that wrong. And here's the story. And this is available on WABCradio.com if you want to check it out. But the... Um, Dozens of corrections officers at the only women's prison, the Edna Mayan Correctional Facility in Union Township, they've been suspended. And it's because they are accused, the staff, of brutally beating and sexually assaulting inmates. Man, this is uh, is serious stuff. So we're going to continue to monitor this. I think it's uh, horrible that this happens to anybody, let alone women. But I want to know your thoughts, so let's go to... Let's go to Vic in Manhattan. This is an interesting one. Uh, Vic, what's on your mind, brother? Thank you so much for taking my call. Great show. Thank you, sir. Um, by October, November, Mr. Biden is out of office. Well, Vic, how do you uh, um, surmise that one? What are you basing it on? Well, um, I think sentiment is going to turn. There are already s- serious uh, fractures in the Democratic uh, uh, Party. And um, eventually, uh, things are going to turn, and they're going to turn very badly for uh, Mr. Biden. This is Obama's third term. Everybody knows that. The people coming in have been in power when when he was uh, uh, president. Is there any significance to it happening You know, by October? Well, yeah, people are going to get fed up. They're going to see what's what's happening, his policies. Uh, I mean, he's signing all these uh, executive orders. The reason he's, he's uh, signing so many is because uh, he's beginning to realize, or at least some people are behind him, that uh, in two years the House could very well be uh, a change. Uh, okay, be, so uh, ass- assuming that what you're saying is, you know, on point. So Biden, you know, is out. I guess that would mean that the Democrats move to get him out, and that Kamala Harris takes over. Well, if a sentiment uh, turns as bad as I think it will be, from from all the signs I'm beginning to see, yes, it's it's a uh, it's it's beginning to happen in very slow motion, and you're going to see uh, see it pick up uh, very quickly. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think I can agree with that. Honestly, I, I think Biden himself has literally made a deal with the team and he said that he was committing to one term and he may not even complete that one term. I do agree with you there that he may end the term prematurely, but I don't think I'm not going to put my money on saying that he is. I just think that, you know, being 82 by the end of his term may be too much for him. And I, I understand that it may not be, but all that being said, I think Biden, you know, he goes into this with a plan already made where they don't have to have too much turmoil. And I don't think that he's just going to just 
bail and she's going to be the magical cleanup hitter and she's going to come in and be like, yeah, no, 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 we're going to fix everything he messed up. I mean, if that really were to happen, I think she'd come in and make things absolutely worse. So to me, she's kind of like the fail safe, right? She's the mechanism that prevents people from taking Biden out because they're like, look, Biden, he's terrible. But if you absolutely want to see things go south even faster, get Kamala in there. So I think I think that's the insurance, if uh, the way I look at it. I think that there's a lot of people in the Democrat Party that are in states where they're going to feel it's unwinnable if they have Kamala in there too quickly. So we we will have to see. I don't know how that's going to end up. But thanks for your call. I appreciate it. And uh, let's go to Walter and Paramus. Walter, what's on your mind? Rich, um, good, night, good evening. How are you, sir? We're all in the stock market. Even if people in Occupy Wall Street, I've I got to be careful how I say that. But if you have car insurance, homeowner's insurance, life insurance, health insurance, any kind of insurance, a pension, 401k, it's all in the stock market. So if it crashes, we all lose. Of course. We're all on that bus. Yeah, absolutely. This is what we saw this, you know, small, like a microcosm of it when Enron went bust. And it, it just took everybody to hell with them for, for a little while until we were able to rebound. So, yeah, I think that goes without saying. We are all in this together. And it makes sense for all of us to to fight back. And better yet, it makes sense for all of us to fight to make some money. So I absolutely love what the guys on Reddit did. And thank you, Walter. I appreciate that. I was actually just in Paramus yesterday at the mall with my uh, teenager. So speaking of Jersey, let's go to Passaic, New Jersey with Jerry. Jerry in New Jersey. What's up? Rich Valdez, how are you? I'll make it fast. i got three points, but I'm going to start with the third one first because it's important. One of the, one of the uh, executive orders you signed really is a disgrace, basically killing women's sports, having men compete against women. Mm-hmm. That's an absolute disgrace. And that's basically Title IX, which was signed into order, just destroyed all of the women's sports in every... Yeah. You, know, every you know, Jerry, we, we talked about that one last week, and a woman called in, and she said that she's a senior citizen and plays on a, a seniors-only women's basketball team with you know other women her age. And that they played a 65-year-old transgender woman who was really a man who towered over them and had massive strength. And she said it was absolutely brutal. It was the most difficult game she'd ever played because she said, I was playing against a very tall man (laughs) with a lot of strength. And it was just really uh, like out there uh, to, to be able to even fathom that that would be happening. But thank you, President Biden. We appreciate the transgenders uh, that are now playing with, I guess, all girls in girls sports or there are no more girls sports. But yeah, Jerry, good point. Thank you for that. And uh, Frank Ipasek, New Jersey. Frank, what's going on? What's on your mind? Richie, always a pleasure, Rich. Thank you, sir. Um, you know, um, I have kudos. Uh, I, I like to end on a great note. Kudos to a lot of people, but I'll make it really fast. Kudos to Governor Greg Abbott. Kudos to the judge who went against the Biden order for the uh, immigration down in Texas. Kudos to those two. Kudos to um, the four congressmen from, from Wisconsin, the four Republicans that went up to the Keystone XL pipeline and said, Mr. Biden, open this pipeline up. 10,000 jobs lost in a second. Kudos to those guys. Uh, kudos to the people buying on Wall Street. Main Street buying Wall Street. I love it. I, I think that this is the, this is the wake up call we all need. And one more kudo, one more kudo to you. Uh, for being such a great host. Have oh, a good thank night. you. Yeah, I appreciate it, brother. Thank you, Frank. You summed it up good. That was a really good way to sum it up. It really was. And, you know, it's interesting. You brought up what was going on with the um, 
with the pipeline and all of that stuff and as well as immigration. And that's one of the topics that you know I think it, we're going to continue to hear about because the, the problem that we have with our immigration system – which is the most generous immigration system in the world, you know, bringing in over a million legal immigrants per year. The problem that we have is not fixed. Uh, Trump tried to fix it, and they've halted that, one of the many remedies he's put into place. So it comes as no surprise to me that a coalition of Republicans got together this week and said, you know what, every state that gives these sanctuary driver's licenses to illegal immigrants, we're going to start working on stopping funding to them, which is going to end up in the courts, but it's going to slow things down. And it's a good point that I think should be made because we have to continue to take a principled stand. Just because we're not in the White House doesn't mean that this ends. You know, I once told a family member of mine that I argued with uh, pretty often, you know, discussions, debate, and he, he would always say, no, 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 this is it. This is the end. Things are changing. And I said, look, this is going to continue whether we win, whether we lose. There's always work to do. America needs us. We the people. So keep it locked right there. Lydia Serrano is up next right after me. She's bringing you all of the hard-hitting commentary that she's got. Hasta la próxima. Until next time, America. God bless. I'm Rich Valdez. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade.